Direction determines destination. This is Pastor Mike Kramer of New Life Church, your home of positive faith, bringing you power for living. Come to the cross and find forgiveness. Get into His Word and you'll find strength for your soul. Tap into the love that God has given and you'll find power for Powerful Living is a positive faith ministry. We believe that a positive attitude in life is an expression of the positive faith which embraces a powerful truth that with God, all things are possible. Pastor Mike Kramer is a founder of Powerful Living, senior pastor at New Life Church, and the author of the inspirational book, Power Moments. Tap into the love that God has given And you'll find power for living My friend, today I want to speak on the subject of the path of true prosperity. You know, direction determines destination. If you're traveling from South Bend, Indiana to Chicago and you jump on the toll road, you got to go west. That's the direction you got to go. You want to go to Cleveland, Ohio? Well, you're going to have to jump on the toll road, go east. Direction determines destination. Decisions determine destiny. Life is a series of decisions, and the path to true prosperity is a path that God has laid out in his word and requires effective decisions. You know, life is more than just the dreams that we dream. That's important, but life, most importantly, consists of the decisions that we make. Success may not always come the way you think it comes, but it does come by the way you think, and success I like to say is an inside job. Proverbs 23, 7 says, as a person thinks in his heart, so is he. Proverbs 4, 23 says, keep your heart, for out of it flow with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life. And I believe that success is a winning state of mind. Of course, it's an old saying, but it's true. Success is a journey, not a destination. It's often been said that what we become on the way to the top is just as important as what we come by reaching the top. And so keep on keeping on, keep learning and growing. And Psalm chapter 1, I really believe, gives us the idea of the path of true prosperity. The scripture says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither. Whatever he does will prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Psalm 1 is sort of a comparison and contrast between the one who prospers and the one who perishes, between what is known as the godly and the ungodly. And, you know, don't misunderstand. A lot of people think that being ungodly is living some life of debauchery and all that. That certainly can be. But the reality is someone in Scripture that is referred to as ungodly is just somebody that lives life without any thought of God. They go their own way. They do their own thing. 
the Bible says God is in none of their thoughts. They've got their own life planned, and they just live as if they don't need God. And a godly person is not somebody who's got it all together. No, absolutely not. That is just someone who seeks to keep God at the center of their life, at the control panel of their life. Doesn't mean they always follow in the right direction, but it does mean that they seek to remain grounded and allow God to, through his word, to influence the path that they take. You know, Psalm 1 is sort of the Old Testament version of when Jesus talked about the two builders in Matthew chapter 7. The wise person who built his house on the rock, the winds blew, the storms came, and that house stood firm because it was founded on the rock. The foolish person who built his house on the sand, and the house looked the same till the storms began to blow. And because it didn't have any foundation, it collapsed, and great was that fall. Psalm 1 is sort of a similar idea of what Jesus taught in Matthew 7. So think of it this way, perspective. The path of true prosperity respects the walk of wisdom. Verse 1, blessed or oh, how very happy. I believe that's a positive perspective. My friend, we all have a lens and a filter. That lens is how we view life. That filters how we interpret life. And the best way to look at life is to look through the positive lens and interpret life through a positive filter. I'll never forget a number of years ago, it was actually, I believe, in January or February of uh, 2002. I was flying back from Spokane, Washington. I'd preached for a buddy out there in Colville, Washington. And coming back, and my flight was going from Spokane to Minneapolis, then Minneapolis to South Bend. Well, I missed my connector in Minneapolis. I had to spend the night there. And then the next day, I got rerouted, so I flew an early flight into Detroit, Michigan, and then caught a connector into South Bend, Indiana. And when we left Detroit, it was just one of those, you know, Midwest winter days, you know, just kind of gray skies, soupy weather, if you will, very, very dismal. Uh, quite frankly, that's one reason why my wife and I really enjoy going to Florida for a couple of weeks in January these days. But, you know, be that as it may, we took off on the flight. Then we got above the cloud cover and the sun was shining brightly. And the thought hit me, you know, the sun is always shining, whether we see it or not. And my friend, you can find the sunny side of life, if you will, if you look for it. I like to say, look for the good and you will find it. So keep that positive perspective. And then purpose. The path of true prosperity requires the search of scripture. The Bible says the person delights in the word of God. It's not a duty. It's a blessing, not a burden. There's an attitude of receptivity, an open heart towards the things of Scripture. You know, my friend, I've often said, the Bible is not a rule book to make you miserable. It's a roadmap to make you successful. And God wants to bless your life. And so, but we must follow in his ways. So the Scripture says his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. And that's the idea of seeking direction. And, of course, meditation is to the soul what digestion is to the body. You know, oftentimes we teach our children, our grandchildren, when they're eating a meal, slow down. Don't eat so fast. Let that food digest a little bit. 
That's the idea of meditating on the Word of God. Slow down. Take some time. Think about what you're reading. Ask yourself, what is this passage saying? What does this mean to me? Is there anything that teaches me about my walk with Christ? You know, just take a little time. Of course, meditation is a word picture of a cow chewing its cud over and over and over. So don't be in a hurry. Delight in the Word of God. You know, Jeremiah 15, 16 said, Your word was found and I ate it, and it was to me the joy and the rejoicing of my heart. You know, have deep roots. That's where the rich nutrients are. It's planted like a tree by the rivers of water. You'll bear fruit. You'll prosper in its season. And you see the value of roots. It's planted by the rivers of water. That's where the roots grow deep and drinks in the deep nutrients of the the soil. And I like to say, drink deeply from the well of the Word of God. And my friend, the fruits you grow in the valley will be the food that you enjoy on the mountaintops. You know, you think of the seven wonders of the world. There's also what we call the seven wonders of the word, inspiration. The scripture is divinely inspired by God, according to 2 Timothy 3.16. Revelation, it reveals God to us. Jesus said in John 5.39, you search the scriptures and they reveal Christ to you. Illumination, the Bible shines light on life. Psalm 119.105, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Preservation. My friend, they've tried to destroy the Bible. It can't be done. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 8 says, The grass withers, the flower fades away, but the word of our Lord endures forever. That's echoed in 1 Peter chapter 1 as well. Transformation. Oh, my friend, the word of God will transform you from the inside out. That's why the word tells us to meditate on it. And Romans 12, 2 says to allow it to transform you. That's what it'll do. Unification. The Bible is a collection of 66 books written by 40 different authors over a period of 1,600 years, yet one central theme, Jesus Christ. And then application. You know, James 1.22 says, Be doers of the word, not hearers only. You know, Joshua 1.8 says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. You shall meditate on it day and night and seek to do all that's written in it. Then you will make your way prosperous then you will have good success. You know, the word is described as bread that'll strengthen you, meat that'll strengthen you, uh, the bread of life. It's honey. It's sweet to the soul. It's a light to show the way. It's a lamp to shine light on things. It's truth that sets you free. It's a river that springs forth to quench your thirst. Oh, my friend, drink deep from the well of the word. And listen, you may feel like, Hey, I'm a broken vessel. My life is not going in the right direction. Let me tell you something, my friend. The only way to keep a broken vessel full is to keep the faucet turned on over that vessel. We're all broken vessels. We all need the Lord. None of us are perfect. So let the word of God pour over your life on a daily basis. Well, you know, Martin Luther said, the Bible is alive, it speaks to me, it has feet, it runs after me, it has hands, it lays hold of me. I like to say the word of God is a rudder to guide you. Don't let it be a 
uh, something to hold you back. It can be an anchor to hold you, but you don't want to be held back. Purpose. Climb that ladder of success. Just make sure you've leaned your ladder against the right wall. Oh, my friend, I've met people along life's journey that have said, Pastor Mike, I wasted these years or those years or whatnot. I spent my whole life climbing the ladder of success, some have told me, and it just wasn't what I thought. Well, my friend, make sure you lean that ladder against the right wall, and the Bible will help you do so, so that when you climb the ladder of true success, you'll know you're on the right path. So you'll have the right perspective. The Bible will transform your mind as you walk with the Lord, and it will also give you the right purpose. It'll keep you going in the right direction. And my friend, maybe you feel like you've kind of missed it along the journey. Well, I was talking to somebody just the other day, and they were kind of saying, boy, I should have done this, I should have done that. And I said, you know, we can't change the past, but we can change the future. So don't be so hard on yourself. You can take some strides right now. You know, I've met people that have said since the pandemic, they said, you know, I went to church on a regular basis and then just sort of got out of the habit when the pandemic hit. And and we have online services, and I would encourage you to uh, go to NL Posse Faith and, and watch our services or uh, NL uh, on the, the uh, Facebook, whatever. Go to New Life Church Facebook page. You know, in our services, they're live streamed at 9 o'clock and 10.30 every Sunday morning. And you can watch them later on our website. But, you know, there's there's no place like being there in the presence. It's kind of like you can watch a game on TV, but, boy, it sure is a whole lot more exciting when you're there uh, in the stadium or the, the, the basketball arena or whatnot. So if you're watching them online, continue. But if you're ready to get back into the swing of things, jump back in. But my friend, you can keep on keeping on and you can stay on the right path for true prosperity. And Psalm 1 says it starts by drinking deep from the well of the Word of God, having roots that go deep, having your faith that is anchored to the rock, the faith that won't get tossed and turned during the storms of life, the faith that will stand the test of time. So my friend, keep your faith in the Lord. You'll be so glad you did. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and be gracious to you. May the Lord give you peace in your heart and power for living. Amen.